0: This is important. Join me and other amazing global leaders and experts to help you own your future starting May 11, You can join right now for free at JennasChallenge.com. That's JennasChallenge.com for the five-day Own Your Future Challenge. I can't wait to see you there. There are riches in the niches. Have you ever heard that before? It means the better you know your ideal customer and audience and you can fine-tune your offer to meet their needs, the bigger you can make it in your own little sliver of the market. Some entrepreneurs are so gifted at niching down that they actually invent and pioneer a market for something no one even knew they needed, and they totally own that space. Today's guest falls into that category. Christine Lucas is doing big things on Etsy as the creator of Lula Flora, the company that pioneered the mini pinata party favor trend. She carved out a niche in the party decoration market in 2014 and quickly climbed to the top 1% of Etsy sellers, averaging over a quarter million dollars in sales in the last couple of years. I have so many questions for Christine about finding her niche, about growing within it, about the Etsy selling experience, and how she grew with a product so highly specific and her advice for others excited about the idea of selling their products on Etsy. Let's hit this podcast pinata wide open right now and talk to Christine Lucas about the super niche, super cute biz that's growing like crazy.
1: You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, where we firmly believe that work doesn't have to feel like work.
0: This episode of the Gold Digger podcast is brought to you by my favorite all-natural skincare, Primally Pure. I started using Primally Pure skincare and natural deodorant a year ago when my fertility doctor challenged me to clean up the products I used and I am hooked. Head to jennacutcher.com slash Primally Pure to check out my five favorite products and save yourself 10%. That's JennaCutcher.com slash P-R-I-M-A-L-L-Y-P-U-R-E. Enjoy, Gold Diggers. Thanks to Fiverr for supporting Gold Digger. Fiverr's marketplace connects businesses with freelancers who offer hundreds of digital services, including graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film and photo editing, and more. Take five and check out Fiverr.com and you'll receive 10% off your first order by using my code Gold Digger. Hey, Christine, welcome to the show. I am so excited that I get to talk about Etsy with you today. Thank you so much. I'm super excited to be on. Awesome. Okay, so walk me through kind of who you are and what you do, and then we're going to dive into the nitty gritty of Etsy. All right. Okay,
2: so I think I always had this like entrepreneur thing in me. I used to make bracelets in high school, like really ugly, <laughs> uh, like wire and beaded sort of bracelets. I had a little t-shirt biz stint for a while. And I always had like this idea of making, my, you know, being creative, doing my own thing. But I also also like had a full-time job all the time or I was in school. And I think it all changed... You know, when I really think about it, in 2008, I was dating Joe, who's now my husband and business partner. And we took our first trip to Mexico together. It was our first trip together. We went to Cozumel in 2008. And he was already working for himself. And we walked up to the restaurant there and somebody was on their laptop. And like we were just like, why don't we work from here? Why don't we do this? And like my whole mindset about working and just everything kind of changed. We came back from the trip. And I was working in the hockey industry because, you know, like I'm Canadian and that's what we do. (laughs) I was an executive assistant. I read the four-hour work week and I convinced my boss to let me work from home because it was really just he and I in the office at that time. And that allowed me to have a lot of free time. I started doing a little bit more, you know, side projects on my own. And then Joe and I got engaged. We decided we would be married in Mexico because we had traveled there several times after our first trip. We just fell in love with it. I hired a wedding planner and I started planning the wedding. And like, this is a story that happens to a lot of businesses. I find I'll read like success stories of businesses who it's like stems from their wedding or from a a big moment in their life. And that's kind of what happened is I started planning our wedding in Mexico and I was looking for decorations and I was shopping a lot on Etsy. I was looking for unique items. I kept coming across the same stuff and I kept coming across, you know, the same decorations I had already seen in like magazines and things like that. I wanted something different and I was really obsessed with uh, having a mini pinata favor at everyone's table. I was thinking like if everyone had a little mini pinata with candies inside and their name on it it would be so cute and they could take it away and it would be like a little decoration in their house, remind them of their time in Mexico and our wedding. And so I tell my wedding planner this, she can't find anyone to make them and she's in Mexico. I can't find anyone online anywhere to make them. So I started Like DIY, you know, looking up like DIY templates, pieced one together, took, you know, two hours, realized making 40 of these wasn't going to be possible. (laughs) I think I got to like three. So that was that. And then like life goes on, right? You have your wedding, everything goes on. I stayed friends with my wedding planner. I ended up writing blogs for them and um, we worked on their website. That was Joe's thing. He was like a website software developer. So we were like, we could help you with your website all of that. Fast forward, we ended up moving to Mexico and she gets in touch with me saying, Hey, I have this bride. She sees this bride on an email saying, Hey, I have this bride. She wants, I think it was about a hundred mini pinatas. She saw your wedding. She saw the picture. She saw them in my house. Cause I put them on my Christmas tree, the little pinatas that I had made. And she wants a bunch. Can you make them for her? And I'm living on like a little Island in Mexico with no Starbucks, no McDonald's. And I'm thinking, um, where there's no Michael. Yeah. No. <laughs> and also I had heard that like shipping was such a nightmare for me. I was like, I can't even ship them to her. I had to say no, you know, continued on. We moved back to Canada and I get this awful job doing like uh, like a temp job doing, helping a company with their year end audit pretty much. So went from like blogging on the beach to working in a cubicle, doing number work for this company. And I couldn't stop thinking about the pinatas. I was like, I can't stop. Like she couldn't find any, I don't get it. You know, there must be some need in there. I go to Joe and I'm like, I think I'm going to buy a cutting machine and like design a template and just put them on Etsy. I said like, you know, it's pretty risk-free. It's 300 bucks. It doesn't really cost anything to start the Etsy shop. I think I'm just going to go for it. And of course he, you know, he was super supportive. He was like, of course do it You know, we'll sell the machine on Craigslist. It doesn't work. And then that's it. I, I, bought the machine designed, he actually designed the template because he's like the tech guy. And I'm just I just have these ideas and uh, took a few pics and
0: opened up a shop. out of a spare room that was like my office. That's amazing. Walk me through the process of you start creating these things and then you choose to sell them on where Etsy. So walk me through how all of that happened and like what that process looked like from beginning to making your first sale. Etsy, because I had shopped on Etsy before, I just thought of it
2: right away. And then, you know, it was way less work than starting up a Shopify site. You don't really need a lot. You know, you could list one product. It costs 20 cents. There wasn't a huge startup cost. There wasn't a huge commitment in like design or anything like that. It just seemed super easy to try, you know, and not like stress too much about it. And that was really it. I, I said, you know, I think people if that bride was looking for little donkeys and I want a little donkey, like maybe somebody else does, let's just see. And I, I did, I did a lot of shopping on Etsy for my wedding. I figured, okay, maybe other people are shopping on Etsy for their weddings. It was really wedding oriented at the, at the beginning, you know, cause that's what I did. So I, you know, I listed the little donkeys. I made a little logo, put it up, minimal SEO, minimal tags. I didn't really know what I was doing. You know, Etsy, there are a lot of tools that you could use to market. And I, was so new to it that I just put it up. And then I'm at that temp job the next day and my phone makes this weird clicking <laughs> noise. <laughs> and I'm like I'm working with numbers, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm actually going crazy yeah. now. Like I'm I'm hearing I'm hearing <laughs> money or noise. And I look at my phone and it says like congratulations, you made your first sale on Etsy. And so the mini donkeys that I'd listed the night before they sold. And again, that's without much advertising i figured okay somebody was looking for exactly that and then yeah. i pick up my phone i write to joe i'm like come and get me the is sold i'm starting to- <laughs> empire. get me out of here <laughs> and i i like literally went to my supervisor it was a it was a contract and I was like how long do you think i have left and i don't know he said a few weeks and i plowed through and finished it within i think like a week and a half and i was at home working full time
0: on lula flora Oh my gosh. Okay. So did you have a panic moment at all? Like I have to ship this out to someone. They're going to receive yep. it. Like, I think, I feel like I would, I would panic. Like, did this really just happen? Are they going to be happy? Like, did you have those doubts at all? I've I've had so many days where
2: I think about that first client and I found like, I still have the data and Etsy. I found her and I consider sending her something every day because they were so <laughs> ugly. I shipped <laughs> them in a, like a K cup for your curing. I shipped them in a curing but I didn't have packing stuff. I didn't have stickers. I didn't have packaging. You know, I I was really winging it, and I ended up stocking. You know, I stocked her Instagram. It was for her dad's birthday, and she just put them around the table. And I yeah, I had a panic moment, and I like looking back, I'm so embarrassed about it, but I just did it. I was like, okay, they sold. Yeah. Sell them. Ship them. Get them to the
0: client. <laughs> That's so amazing. I was telling you when we jumped on the line today, I was on Etsy looking for baby gates because we wanted to order something that fit the style of our house. And I needed something like specific. And it was so funny because I found exactly what I was looking for in like two minutes. Like it was shocking to me. Yeah and i was like drew drew come here look at this look at these baby gates like these would be amazing in our house and he's like whoa etsy like i haven't seen that since our wedding it's still a thing and i was like oh honey it <laughs> is alive and well so you my friend have made over 10,000 sales on etsy yeah. so i want to know what it looked like from that first purchase to your 10,000 sale like what has that journey looked like? And then we'll dive into some of the specifics. Yeah. Well, I think like probably like
2: a lot of new businesses, you know, it was a learning process, trial and error and and testing products and themes and marketing efforts, things like that. You know, they're, they give you a lot of tools, though. It's amazing. You, They have a whole seller handbook. And so I just I studied it. I applied everything that I could. And then we were making sales like pretty consistently to brides and new moms and like you know, women planning birthday parties, things like that. And it was busy enough that my sister who already had a full-time job was coming over on her days off. And she was helping Joe and I at this point, cause he had to help too. And we were just like spending more time on it. I kept thinking of my wedding planner and, and the big first contract for the large pinata requests. And I just, I kept thinking bigger. I was like, yeah, we're doing all these little orders, but like, I knew I needed to think bigger to grow bigger. And that's really when things like big time changed. So I started like dividing my time, I guess, between Etsy and social media, because this is in 2014. It wasn't like as popular for business, I find, you know, I had a personal Instagram account, but I saw a lot of people starting business accounts on Instagram that were, you know, just for marketing purposes. I was like, okay, let's do that. I worked on Instagram in particular, just because I knew it. Pinterest still work in progress, but it's still huge. But I just knew that like wedding from, you know, the wedding blogging days, like wedding planners and stuff were on Instagram. So I just focused a lot on trying to like curate a feed, you know, get a look, really start building a brand. And I would go and like engage on their, you know, the whole like go engage on their feeds and try to get attention. And a big thing, it sounds like really obvious, but a huge mistake that I still see a lot of people doing is I changed the tags I was using on Instagram to be more specific to who I was trying to attract. And not necessarily like what I was trying, what I was selling, not the product. So, you know, like a post of a mini pinata or whatever your product is. Yes, it's a hashtag mini pinata, but tags like, you know, like hashtag creative girl or hashtag made with love, they weren't going to sell it. And so I, I started tagging differently and all of a sudden bloggers, party planners, they were all reaching out within a year. Thanks to that. Thanks to bloggers and stylists, we ended up getting featured on Style Me Pretty, which was huge because like that was my wedding inspo. It was like, this is amazing. Martha Stewart, huger. And then something even crazier happened. We got the attention of Instagram and I got this email from Instagram one day, not from it, like from a girl that works for Instagram. And she's like... We took notice of these little unicorn pinatas that you're making and the hashtags are trending. And like, how have you used Instagram to grow your business? We ended up getting a feature on Instagram's website and a post and that like exploded my personal, our business Instagram. And then, I mean, really it was like snowball effect, right? People started taking notice. It got in front of more eyes. We got so busy that I was able to hire my sister full time. Joe was now working on Little Flora full time. We started outsourcing work and like, it went from a few orders within a year, like a few orders a week to like, we do about 60 to 80 orders a week. Oh my gosh. Um, I think it's a lot. I know. (laughs) Well, we know how we have more employees now to help, but it was like, that's up to you. Like if you want to be an Etsy shop trying to make sales on Etsy, you know, you probably will, you'll get in front of people, but I wanted to like build a brand and You know, I wanted to do big things. So I knew I had to get in front of other audiences other than just the Etsy audience. And now, you know, that the Instagram has been like our Instagram feed is huge. It's where everyone finds us, it's brought us so many big clients. I can't stress the importance of like social media enough when it comes to getting other eyes in front of your Etsy shop.
0: Okay, so I want to know because I love your tip about hashtags. And I think what a lot of people end up doing, and I'm curious if you agree on this, is that they'll follow accounts that do something similar or that are aligned with them. And then they start to talk like them. And then they, you know, it's like, you're not actually reaching the people that will buy you because you're so focused on what everyone else is doing. So yeah. how did you research hashtags? Or do you have any hacks around that that helped you figure out what hashtags would get you more visible than the obvious ones? I, I think
2: I just, I was thinking like, I was trying to think like a bride planning their wedding or like a wedding planner sourcing decorations or, you know, specific things like a bride is probably, or what, you know, they're probably looking up hashtags like destination wedding or wedding in Mexico, you know, or, fiesta decorations, things like that, that are like, they're, they might be obvious, but I guess like what I'm saying is the biggest mistake I was making was just hashtagging what the product was, you know, like you pinata or handmade or things like that. And I wasn't thinking bigger of like, what are people actually looking
0: for? They're looking for it for their first birthday party their you know, things like that. I love that. I think that's the same. And I think a lot of it is like trial and error and just like testing Uh out different things and, and even asking people like, how did you find us? You know, it's like, Uh it's just crazy. So I want to know beyond Instagram, dive into Etsy because you've kind of mentioned a few different times that Etsy kind of sets you up for success. They have a lot of different tools, a lot of different ways you can make sure your work is found. Walk me through some of those because I'm not super familiar with the platform.
2: I mean, they do an amazing job of when you start selling on Etsy when you list an item they'll promote it for you on google they have like you know in Google ads you'll see them. they put a lot of money into promoting their sellers. It's great, and I you know they just started doing commercials on t v so people are coming to Etsy people are probably coming to your shop if they're searching for you know keywords that you have in your tags and your titles and things like that so Etsy does a great job of a lot you know of, of kind of giving you all the tools and even helping you out with some of the advertising. But you really need to like read the guidebook. You need to, everyone that sells on Etsy is going to tell you the whole tags and titles dance. They're forever changing. You know, you always have to update your tags. Did you update your title? Did you refresh your listing? Did you, there's a million things that are actually they're in the Etsy handbook. And also there's forms there's, you know, there are Etsy experts, there are rooms and groups and everything that you can become a part of to help marketing on Etsy directly you gotta I mean you could pay for promoted listings to promote when you go on Etsy and you see an ad that's because the person's paying for a promoted listing it's not an ad that Etsy is like putting up there for them so you could set a budget you could promote your listings you could set a budget with Google you could get Google listings I mean there's quite a few things you could do and they really it's all there and if it's not there there are forms and somebody's going to be there to help you That's awesome.
0: Is there a very big Etsy community? Like, are you a part of this like inner circle of Etsy? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And it's super helpful. Obviously, it's, you know,
2: it's weird to be me with my friends who maybe they're, you know, I don't really have a lot of entrepreneur friends, let's say. And so being a part of community just it's helpful, you know, like, oh, Etsy changed the algorithm. Everyone's freaking out. Okay, we could be in this together. You guys will figure it out. Or You know, like, oh, Etsy made a change to the way you list your products. How do I do this? It's super helpful. And there's a really big community. And like I said, there's a, uh, you know, the forums are huge. Everyone's on there all the time. There's teams that you could be
0: a part of. You really have the support. So cool. Okay. So I want to know, and I'm curious what your answer is, because I know what mine is. I think they're the same. (laughs) What do you think is the biggest misconception about Etsy? Yeah. I think <laughs>
2: I think that people think when they hear, you know, handmade, there's some words there, you know, like they think maybe like, oh, it's just a little Etsy shop, like somebody's just scrapbooking in their house or something, you know. And you will get those shoppers, you know, you get the shoppers that come on and they'll say, "Oh, I really like this. Can I get it for 50% off?" Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's a business. And that honestly, that might be the look that I think personally, I think Etsy does or had that look. They're trying to change it and I think it is changing. And that's really up to you. Like, I think that, you know, your shop, the way your shop looks, the language you use, the pictures, your branding, everything that's up to you how you want to look and how you want to come across. Like, if somebody is searching for whatever it is, invites, and it ends up being an Etsy, Link that pops up first, like they could click on it. And then, yes, you'll probably see some people that didn't put a lot of effort into photography or making it sound exciting or cool or look exciting or cool. But then you'll find those shops that you, they're killing it. You know, they have millions of sales and downloads, and this is a real business. You know, they have a studio, and you could see. It. So, perception, I think, of your own shop is all you should really care about and all you can care about because it's all you can control. Just make sure that when somebody does fall on Etsy and does come across your shop that it's profesh. Like it looks, it looks clean and polished and professional and, you know, like a, like something that makes me cringe is when I see words like hobby or budget, or part-time in people's bios and stuff. I'm like, no, like that's not what you want people to think. You want people to think you're like pumping out orders in a studio, not your basement, you know, again, perception. So you can't control what people think about Etsy, but you can definitely control the look of your
0: shop. Did you know that your deodorant is likely filled with ingredients that can disrupt your hormones from aluminum compounds to parabens? There are even ingredients that have been banned in Europe that are still in our products here in the U.S. of A. When I started to look at what I was putting both on and in my body during our fertility struggles, I was shocked at the ingredient lists I was reading. That was when I made the switch to all natural skincare and deodorant and fell in love with Primally Pure. Primally Pure changed what I thought of all natural products and made the process of ditching my toxic products for nature-made ones so easy. Nature truly can be smarter than science. To learn more about my five must-have products, spoiler, you could buy them all for under $100, and save yourself 10% off of your purchase, head to jennacutcher.com slash Primally Pure. Again, save 10% off of your purchase just by heading to jennacutcher.com slash P-R-I m-a-l-l-y-p-u-r-e. Enjoy Gold Diggers. My theme this year, if I don't have to do it, outsource it. There are some things in my business that only I can do, like being the visionary of my company and the voice of this show. But there are so many other tasks that I know how to do, and I've done for myself in the past, but outsourcing them allows me to grow this thing in ways only I can. The freelancers on Fiverr can tackle jobs like graphic design, copywriting, web programming, film editing, Photoshop, and more. The tasks that take you away from the heart of your business are best completed by outsourcers. So head to Fiverr.com and search for the service you need, like video editing. You can sort by price, delivery time, reviews, and more, and find the perfect freelancer to take that task off of your hands. Fiverr gives you confidence working with freelancers too because no transaction is complete until you're 100% satisfied with the work that you receive. And they even have 24 7 customer service that can walk you through any questions that come up. Take five and check out Fiverr.com, and you can receive 10% off your first order by using my code Gold It's so easy. Don't waste any more time time and get the service you deserve by heading to fiverr.com use the code gold digger again that's fiverr.com code gold digger give me some tips along that line because i love that and i feel like let's say today i was like okay i'm gonna launch an etsy shop and i'm going to sell oh gosh i don't even know scrunchies watercolor watercolor whatever yes templates my the templates that I sell on my Shopify what kind of tips would you give me to stand out above the rest because like you said there's like I mean I could type in just about anything on Etsy and like hundreds of different products could pop up so what's going to move the needle the most if I were to launch an Etsy store today uh well I think like
2: Setting up shop like research, first of all, you know, like my big three things of when I set up the shop would be like I knew the space and the competition. So you want to start an Etsy shop, take a look at who else is selling watercolor templates, see what they're doing. You know, research shops that are selling something similar, maybe it's not the same style as yours. Maybe, you know, like, for example, I, I looked up like wedding decor, fiesta decorations, destination wedding decorations, things like that. I want to know like what people were selling. What are they doing to sell? And then... With Etsy, like you could see if you go on somebody's shop, you could see how many sales they make in a day. You can make your sales private. They won't know what you sold, but you could see if a shop is selling. If, if there's a shop similar to yours and you see the number moving every day, like, oh, they're making two sales. Oh, they're making 10 sales. Great. You could do that too. And then there's also tools that you could do. You could like sign up for tools that'll actually show you what those people sold, how many they sold. And then you could see if there's, you know, if it's worth the money or the potential, if the potential's there. And then second thing is spend lots of time on like Pinterest and Instagram and things looking to see what's trendy. So you want to set up your shop. You know, like I knew the wedding space pretty well, but I didn't know what was popular for like birthdays, baby showers, bachelorettes. I wanted to make sure like I was on trend with, you know, how with those things and how I was building my product catalog and my brand in line with what was cool and what people were looking for. And then three... I mean, I, I just, I researched my ideal client, which is, you know, the big, when you're going to start a shop or anything really like, you know, business, you need to know your ideal client. Right. And because I thought my ideal client would probably be a lot like me, I knew that it was going to be like visual. I knew these people were going, you know, they're planning big events. They're going to be excited. I started looking at blogs and social media for inspiration, like how to photograph my items, how to style them. And just to like how I was going to attract those sellers, so you need to have a pretty good idea of all of that to stand out. Because you have to attract people to your shop, and then it has to be exciting when they get there. For that, research. Yeah. That's I mean that's all I. Can Where say. would you research? Like, what would I look for? I think, like you know, I think competing shops and trends yep. really. I think like there's, that's it. Like you have to know who's already out there doing it. Is anyone doing it better than you think you could do it? How can you be better than them? What are you going to do to stand out? How are you going to make your pictures look different? How are you like the language you use? Could that be different? Could that attract
0: a different client? You know, obviously branding your logo, your colors, and so cool. Okay. I am obsessed with your Instagram feed. It is so colorful and so <laughs> vibrant and so fun. So walk me through how you use Instagram to make sales. Cause I feel like a lot of people that either are going for this impressive following, but it's not actually converting to actual sales. Walk me through kind of what your, the brains behind your genius is when it comes to taking your Instagram followers and translating that into actual dollars. Again, like going back to attract like
2: different, uh, different markets really. So I knew I had the mini pinata and then I started making different themes, you know, like the unicorn was really trendy, popular back in 2015. Okay. New themes, Staying on top of trends, big time, tagging those trends, you know, llama party right now, huge. <laughs> llama party, llama llama baby shower, llama birthday, all those things. So, you know, tags are super important. Pictures are everything. Nobody's on Instagram, you know, you're probably not going to get a lot of attention with like a dark photo or whatever. It's true. Like photography is so important. The lighting, the colors you use, the way you style your products. And then... Don't just focus on like, we don't just focus on one theme or one event. You know, if I just posted mini pinatas as wedding favors every day, probably not gonna, you know, probably just get the same people over and over, you know, different parties, different themes, different, and just, you know, stories now is huge linking to your shop. You could collaborations are huge, like huge you cannot, if you're on Instagram and you could collaborate with someone or do a giveaway that leads to your shop, it's huge. I think what's well, been the huge, it's been the biggest one for us. And there's other things that you could do too. You know, when I'm trying to attract a brand, like, yes, you could strategically place product in your photos and hope to get noticed. Like I, w- I wouldn't recommend tagging, you know, doing that and like tagging every product that you want to get attention. But there are certain things that if you think you're a really good fit and We did this with Casamigos. You know, we do fiesta decorations when it comes time to put like a tequila or a cocktail. Casamigos is my favorite. So it'll be in there. And then if somebody, you know, you know, you could hashtag like their hashtags and if they notice, great. And if they think you're a
0: good fit, they'll probably reach out. There's tons of opportunity there. I love that. Walk me through what kinds of collaborations you do, because I think this is huge. And I think this can move the needle the most is if you can collaborate with the right people and the right kind of audience. So talk to me about different things that you do or ways you approach collaboration. I think authenticity is everything.
2: So you know, like you'll I'll follow a bunch of people on Instagram who are always, it seems they always have a product in their hand or, and I get it. I mean, everyone's trying to make money. Everyone's trying to do their thing, but it no longer feels authentic. And I often wonder how that works. You know, like does every brand just say like, oh, okay, well, we have to get our product in their hands. Not sure. So when, you know, when we're approached for a collaboration, does it make sense? is it going to fit for our brand? Does, are people going to say like, why is she, you know, whatever, like a cell phone case that doesn't make any sense. Why, you know, why would Lula Flora have a cell phone case on their feed? It has to be something that's, that makes sense for our brand. Something that I believe in, you know, the products that I love, we've done a couple of collaborations that are like, they just make sense. You're like, yes, of course we're going to do that. And we get a lot where we're like, no, that doesn't really fit. Casamigos is one of our faves. We work with them. It's always amazing. They're a fun company and they're a super successful brand. It's like an inspirational story at the same time. Love it. We've done, you know, Sugarfina. We have little pinatas that you fit candies in. Great. They make candy. Makes sense. There's just things like that are an instant it makes yes. sense and
0: other things that don't. I love that. I agree wholeheartedly. I want to know like do you have any cautionary tales for aspiring Etsy shop owners? Like anything where you're like please don't do this or if you're going to do it do it this way because something terrible happened. Anything like that? I don't it's this one's tough. I don't really have any
2: cautionary tales about Etsy in particular. I think it's just, you know, like Like maybe tips on business in that I've learned in Etsy or not, you know. I think Etsy makes it so easy to start a business that you could start listing your product and not even tell anybody and just see if it's you know if you're like not sure. A lot of people get in touch all the time and they say, "How did you start this business?" I'm so scared to start my company, and I think Etsy is amazing for that because you there's no upfront cost. It costs twenty cents to to list your item, and You could try without, you know, having everyone know that you failed if it doesn't work out. And the setup's pretty easy. You know, you just need to put a logo up there and list your item and and try to work on the tags and titles and get it noticed. So I think when it comes like cautionary tales for Etsy, I think they make it really easy and really kind of, you know, stress free to start up a, a business and see where it goes. And that's up to you again. I would say don't rely on Etsy to sell your items. Yes, they're there. Yes, they'll get found through Etsy search. Uh, yes, Etsy will advertise for you. But you need to do like all the things, you know, <laughs> so if you want to, if you want it to succeed, you really have to put in the work, you have to work on the photos and, the, you know, your listings and people that are not shopping on Etsy, you got to get them to Etsy to your shop. And that's social media, whatever else you could dream up to get them to your Etsy shop, you do that, let them do the other stuff. But You know, it's not going to be automatic. You really have to put in the work and money put in the time buy the ads, you know, promote your listings, do whatever you can. If you want it, you know, if you want to see results, then you have everything you need
0: there. Okay. I have a kind of personal question, Christine, but... When you tell people what you do, do you feel like they treat it as a hobby? Like, do you struggle at all? Not with imposter syndrome, but with like credibility? Because I just feel like that would be something that could happen. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'm just curious because it's like I could see you describing what you do and somebody being like, oh, that's so cute. And you're like, no, like I run a legit business. I like my family. Who
2: knows how hard I work? They'll be like, oh, call Auntie Christine. She'll take you to whatever, because like she's not doing anything. You know, <laughs> she works. <laughs> I'm like, guys, I'm, I work 18 hour days. Of course I'm busy. Or yes, of course. And this is like, it's probably my fault. I need a probably a better elevator pitch because, you know, like what do you do? Like you make decorations? Oh, cute. No, we have four employees to run. We ship a lot of orders. We work with huge brands. You know, it's, it's a legit business. Trying to sell that to people is, is pretty tough or, you know, yeah, it doesn't get to,
0: it doesn't get much respect to be honest. Well, don't worry. The same goes for me. But as you were talking, I'm like, this is a legit operation, but I can see (laughs) how, like, if somebody asked you what you did, it would be so hard to communicate it. Okay. I have one more question for you that I'm super curious on. Okay. So are you super passionate about the products you create or are you more passionate about the business you've created? Uh, Because you kind of created these because you just knew there was a need, not necessarily because you were crazy about piñatas. So kind of walk me through that. That's a good one. I'm
2: crazy about... I could talk forever about marketing. I love like the whole game. I could talk about like the Etsy shop, the Instagram. I love everything about the business. I love the mark. I love taking, I've learned to love photography. When I have a free day where I like have a bunch of product and I get to style it, that's really where I feel the passion is I'm going to take these pictures and they're going to kill it on Instagram. And that's going to translate into sales. And this business is great. And I'm so happy. And then I love when I get to, design a new product, you know? So like, yeah, I do, lo- you know, I love it. We just did a, a really custom order for someone. It was the last, this is how it always works. Too. It was a very last minute order that they needed shipped in two days. And of course <laughs> it was for a huge brand and it was a big deal. And I'm like, of course we'll do it. And it's one of my favorite orders to date. It's, it was all new product. I love it. I love the creative process. So yeah, the day to day, you know, Now shipping a hundred donkey pinatas a week, like I love them. They're really cute, but I'm still creative at heart, right? So the creative process for me is still my favorite part, making the new things. And then I'd say my second favorite is marketing them. I love it. I knew that.
0: I knew that (laughs) as we were talking. I think what's so cool, and I resonate with you so much, is like. I'm not like crazy passionate about Instagram, but I'm passionate about like what Instagram can do for you, like the finished product. And and I could feel that with you in a cool way because I think it's inspiring that, I think a lot of times the entrepreneur message that's painted these days is like, you have to be so passionate about what you're creating and putting out into the world. And absolutely, you have to be passionate and care about what you're selling. But there are so many facets within being an entrepreneur that you can be passionate about selling or about marketing or about photography, even if you're not a photographer. And And I see that in you and I think that that's so inspiring because you might not want to talk about pinatas all day, (laughs) but at the end of the day, that's the delivery mechanism that you're using your passions to get that result. I think it's so cool. And like we're in a unique position. Like I always... Love, like, I love what we
2: do because people that are are coming to our shop, people that I'm talking to every day, they're planning parties. These are people that are, like, really pumped. It's, you know, it's a baby shower. It's their kid's first birthday. It's whatever it is. They're already excited about the party and then they get in touch and I'm excited. And you know, if you even say that you're getting married in the Riviera Maya where you know <laughs> I got married or I lived, you're going to get an Excel sheet of restaurant recommendations. <laughs> like I really love that part too. The people that we're dealing with are always for the most part, very nice, very excited. And that's like, it just, I just love that feeling, you know, They're like you came here because you liked a picture of something and now we're talking and now you're sending me swatches of this and that. And can you match
0: this? And it's like, it's very fun. Yeah. So I'm I lucky in that. that sense. Yeah. It's so cool. I pegged you. I got it. It's so <laughs> cool. Okay, so where can everybody find you? You guys have to go look at like the feed just like makes me smile. There's just so much fun. It's just fun. I feel like life needs more fun. So give us all the places to land, to check out your shop, to see your Instagram, all the places. Thanks. Yeah, so
2: on Etsy, we sell on Etsy, so obviously you could search Lulaflora on Etsy. And our Instagram is Lulaflora Designs, and those are like our two big things cuz I'm still learning Pinterest. <laughs> Awesome.
0: Oh my gosh. Well, I have resources that can help you with that. I know you do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you so much, Christine, for coming on and for dropping some Etsy wisdom for us today. And you guys, if you haven't been on Etsy in a while, like today I was browsing a week ago, I ordered a necklace for a friend. Like there is some incredible innovation and creativity and customizable things happening on that platform that, I mean, I think everyone needs to go just check it out if it's been a while. All right, girly. If Christine can run a quarter million dollar a year business selling pinatas, something tells me that you have an equally awesome gift to share with the world. I love how Christine has kind of figured it out as she's gone and she really pays attention to what people need, what trends are happening, how to hashtag her way to her clients, how to collaborate. There's so much goodness packed inside of this episode, regardless of if you sell on Etsy. And I, for one, I want to go shop on Etsy. There are so many incredible makers creating on that platform. There's so much one of a kind things that you can get. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a terrible gift giver, but I want to go buy pinatas for my loved ones after this episode. I absolutely adored getting to connect with Christine Lucas today. And I really hope that you go follow her, take a look at what she's doing watch her. She's a brilliant, brilliant businesswoman. And I cannot wait to apply the things that she shared today across all the platforms. Thank you so much for hitting play on another episode of the Gold Digger podcast.
1: Until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger podcast.